Amen and amen. Say everybody will be happy. Everybody will be happy. Uh, not here. Uh, you know, that's that other song we sang. This world is not my home. Uh, I'm just passing through. Uh, and see, uh, one can't be true without the other. So if, 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 if everything will be happy over there, then you got to appreciate the over there uh, uh, you, while you're still here. Uh, amen. So everybody will be happy over there. So we, we need to understand that while we're living for today, we have hope for tomorrow. A better day, a brighter day, a wonderful day, a day unlike any other. I, I can only imagine how wonderful it will be. There, there aren't enough songs to describe the joy that will abound on that great, great day. Everybody be happy over there. And we can be happy on this side while we anticipate over there. Am, am I right about it? And, and, and so we appreciate this life that we live on this side of heaven in preparation for the heaven that is to come. Am I right about it? It's good to see all of you tonight. Good to be in the house of God amongst the people of God preaching the word of God. Uh, grateful to you, grateful for you. Uh, it's been a long day. I know for many of us, some of us uh, just got off of planes and some of us just got off work and some of us have been here. We had our first uh, evangelism discipleship class and if you missed it, uh, we pray you'll be here next week uh, to uh, just take up your books and uh, pick up where we left off on today. I'm sure we haven't gone that far that you won't be able to catch up. And so uh, that'll be going on for the next 12 weeks. So come prepared and come uh, ready to uh, receive that information so that we can become better uh, disciples and better uh, evangelists uh, in this year of 2018. Hope everybody's doing all right. Uh, I'm not going to keep you long, but I'm going to try to keep you strong. Is that all right? So go with me uh, to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, those verses that were read into our hearing early, and we thank all those who've labored in the services thus far. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. There the Bible reads, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Is that in your Bible? I want to focus tonight on verse number 1 of Hebrews chapter 12, because I think we need to remember that there's some encouragement in the living of these days from God's word. 
And, and, and the, the point that we don't want to miss here is that this same uh, 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 witness that we'll be talking about in just a few moments uh, is, 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 it should be evident in our lives even today. Is that all right? Uh, um, I'll give you my title later, but we'll, we'll, let's, let's get right into it. Is that all right? It says, wherefore, now this wherefore takes us back to chapter 11. Now, all of us know uh, that uh, chapter of Hebrews talks about those heroes of the faith. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, and now, he, it tells us, first of all, that in Hebrews 11 and 1, that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Am I right about it? And then as he goes through those next verses, he talks about the faith of Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah and uh, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses and, and so on and so forth. So he says now, finishing that in chapter 12, in, in chapter 11 rather, in the beginning of chapter 12, he says, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Imagine, if you will, a great coliseum. The spectators are in the stands. They've filled the seats. They've paid the price of admittance, and they're assembled for a singular purpose. They're arrayed there in the stands. They they come from every walk of life. They're diverse in their backgrounds and in their experiences, but everyone has a story to tell. You see, they've been in this coliseum of life before, and there was a time in all of their lives when they were on the field, when their experiences were center stage, their circumstances were revealed, and their actions were on display. They carried burdens. They made tough choices. They made questionable decisions. Some ruled kingdoms. Some led armies. Some were prosperous and some were not. Some were leaders and some were followers. Some were servants and some were slaves. They were common folk. They were flawed folks. See, they, they, they weren't perfect. Uh, amen, somebody. But you see, they serve a perfect God who placed them in these circumstances and brought them through by faith. Amen? So, so now here they are in this heavenly coliseum. And you and I are encompassed about, surrounded by their very presence. They've paid the price for their inclusion in this star-studded celestial stadium through their faithfulness. And they're, they're watching you. They're here for you. And they're reminding you and I of why we're there. Can you hear their cries? Do you feel their encouragement? See, they're waiting to see you perform. They're watching to see if you came to the game with the right spirit, the right mind, the right purpose, the right attitude, and they're listening, even down through the ages. 
to hear you and I saying, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm revived, I'm renewed, I'm reborn, I'm refreshed, and I'm ready to run the race that's been set before me. Anybody out there? See, the Hebrew writer wants God's people here to examine themselves in light of this cloud of witnesses. See, he says, he says we're compassed about. Let, let me help y'all with that. He says they're, they're compassed about by this great cloud of witnesses. See, they're surrounded. See, they're covered. See, you, you, ever, you, ever, you ever need a warm coat on a cold winter's night? You ever feel the warmth of that coat or that scarf around you? It surrounds you and fills you with some warmth, gives you some, uh, uh, some assurance that heat is on the way. Help me, somebody. Gives you some encouragement that the cold can't bite you uh, like, like, like it would if you were out there in the cold naked. See, these witnesses are surrounding you. He says, seeing that we are encompassed about by some folk who've been through some stuff like you've been before, now you need to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset you and run your race. See, the cloud of witnesses were there. They had their own story to tell. They've been in this coliseum of life before. They've been through some stuff just like you. And now here they are watching you, looking at you. They're surrounding you. And, and that word, compassed, means that it, it surrounds, it, it, it bounds, it binds, it hangs on you. Amen? Uh, some might not like it, but it's like lint. It, it's, it's, you don't even know it's there. It, it's just there. And sometimes you might take the time to wipe it off. And sometimes it's like, well, you know, it's, some more going to get on there. But when we understand how we're compassed about by this great cloud of witnesses, he says, and that word witness means, comes from the Greek martyrs or martyr. Think about that. That, that, that martyrdom, someone who dies for a cause or in the fulfillment of some purpose. See, these are the ones whose martyrdom is the mirror by which you and I can examine ourselves and the substance of our own faith. See, these, this cloud of witnesses are present for a purpose. Their witness is twofold. See, they testify of the faith of those who love God and walk by his precepts. Their stories, they testify of so many things. And you know these heroes of the faith. These stories testify of tragedy and triumph, pain and providence, persecution and protection, heartache and healing, death and destiny, disaster and deliverance, sadness and celebration, suffering and salvation. And through it all, they ran their race. They lived their lives. They endured it all as a testimony to their faith. Am I right about it? And then there's something else. See, they're the example for us of faith past and the inspiration of faith in the present for all of us. How are you running your race today? 
How you running your race today? Are you running at your own pace or someone else's? Or are you even running at all? Amen. Are you remembering patience? He says, let us run with patience, uh, with endurance. That means there's got to be some energy in it, but, but we got to pace ourselves. We got to run at our own pace. That's the patience of the race. See, we can't run someone else's race. We got to run ours. See, are you remembering patience, or are you like those seven movies? It was seven of them, right? Fast and the Furious. Amen. It's the, they, they, they didn't waste no time going nowhere. And some of them are going nowhere fast. Amen. So, so are, you, are you the fast and the fierce or are you running with patience, with endurance? You're encompassed about by this great cloud of witnesses. Their stories are there. Their examples are there. Their example of the faith that it takes, the patience that it takes, the endurance that it takes. Is the race still in front of you? in the present, or are you lingering in your past? See, that's some folk, that's some folk in the church. They'll tell you, Brother Bill, I've been in the church for 30 years. And that's all they can tell you. They ain't tell you a thing that they've done. It's not a thing that they're doing. You already know. They've been here for 30 years, and that's all you've been doing. See, you ain't been standing on the promises. You're just sitting on the premises. Uh, amen, somebody. Uh, are, you, are you running your race or are you just lingering at the starting gate? And you still ain't moved 10 years later, 20 years later, 30 years later. Are you still compassed about by the cloud of witnesses? Are you remembering the strength of Samson? the courage of David, the perseverance of Job, the determination of Joshua, the compassion of Mary, the conviction of Esther, the wisdom of Solomon, the cunning of Rahab, the character of Moses, the loyalty of Abraham, and others. Oh, back over there in Hebrews 11 and 33. Now, now there's all these names, but, but look at this. Look at this back there in Hebrews chapter 11. And, 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 and verse 33, this, this is the part I like. Look at this. Look at this. He says, these are people, these are many other heroes of the faith. Now, we know uh, all the ones that we've named, but, but look at this. Look at what faith does. Look at what running your race does. He says, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the, the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. I'd rather die for my Lord than live for the devil. Help me, somebody. He said, and others, look at this, look at this, 36, and others had trial of cruel mockings and scourging, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. Some folks went to jail for their faith. Amen, somebody. Would you get locked up for Jesus? Yeah, long as I'm locked up with Jesus. Amen, <laughs> <Hey>, somebody. <laughs> you remember Paul and Silas? They weren't by themselves. They said in there, well, what you want to do, Silas? Well, let's sing some hymns. Amen. 
and they sang a few hymns, and next you thing you know, the whole, whole jail was rocking. Uh, amen, somebody. <laughs> see, see, God will free you even while you're in prison. Right. Amen. Look at this. Verse 37. They were stoned. They were sown asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better thing for us, that's you and I, that they without us should not be made perfect. See, God had a plan for them and for us. But they're here as examples. So, so we go from verse 40 to chapter 12 and verse 1. So wherefore, seeing... We are encompassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses. Now that we see what they went through, we got to ask ourselves, how are we running our race? Well, well let, 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 me, let, let me help you. And I, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Uh, let's, let's just look at a couple things here. Philippians chapter 3. Brother Bethea talked about this a couple of weeks ago. But Philippians chapter 3, see, here's one of the ways we run our race. Verse 13 of Philippians 3, it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. See, I haven't got it yet. The, the prize is, is in front of me. I, I'm racing towards it. I'm running my race with patience, but I haven't got it yet. But he says, I count myself, not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. This is how we got to run our race, y'all. He says, forgetting those things which are behind. He was, Brother Bethea was talking about forgiveness this morning. See, one of the reasons our faith walk is so difficult is because we've got some stuff we're hanging on to. We haven't said, uh, 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 you know what, I, I've had a problem with you. Uh, I, I don't know how far back it goes. It, it don't even matter now. But, you know, I need to get that thing right with God. Someone will ask, well, 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 I know what Matthew 18 say. Well, who supposed to come to the other one first? Well, I guess the one with the bigger faith. Because if they ain't got faith enough to know that they need to work that thing out with you, then you be the bigger one. Be the bigger Christian. If you understand forgiveness is needful and necessary, then go on and be the first one. Get it right with yourself and with God. And then that'll help you get out of that rut so you can run your race. Help me, somebody. So he says, forgetting those things which are behind and re see, reaching forth onto those things which are before. That's what Brother Bethel was saying a couple weeks ago. See, we got to, even though you got some stuff holding you back, cloud of witnesses is still there. The press of the world might be holding you back, but you press. You press. Somebody holding back my feet, but I can reach with my hands. Somebody's holding my waist, but I can still reach with my hand. Somebody holding my arm, but I can still reach with my fingers. Because the mark of the high calling is still in front of you. But I got to let go of some stuff so I can press forward. Amen. You ever, you ever, you ever have a conversation with somebody and feel like y'all not getting anywhere? You say, well, let's just press on. Let's just leave that where it is and go on to the next thing. Because we're we obviously not going to get anywhere here. We're just bumping heads over here. So let's, let, let, let's, just, let's just press on. 
let's just, let's just move it forward. And so he says, I press toward the, the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. That's how we know. See, it's a personal thing, but it's not, it's not based on something we want. In, in other words, it's not based on some, uh, uh, some personal thing that you're trying to do. See, I don't do this for self-satisfaction or self-gratification. That prize of the high calling is God and God alone. It's not based on fortune. It's not based on how much money I make. It doesn't matter how many degrees I got. It doesn't matter how much material things I have. It doesn't matter what kind of health I'm in. I'm still pressing toward the mark of the high calling. It's all right to get your degree. It's all right to get a good job. It's all right to have a great family. But the high calling is beyond all of that. What were we singing earlier? He said, we, we, we will be happy over there. That you might have some peace and contentment there, but I want a piece of the contentment over there. Is that all right? So I got to press for this, this high calling in Christ Jesus. And see, those heroes of the faith are the witnesses to our faith. And their witness, their circumstances, their experiences, their perseverance, their persistence, their courage, their commitment is the encouragement that we all need to continue to run on. And if we run, if we're willing to run, guess what? Their stories are there. Their examples are there. Their actions are there. And the results of their actions are right there in compass about you. Read about these heroes of the faith. Understand that the race that they run, they finished. And God was pleased. He wants you to say, or he wants to say to you, well done when your race is over. See, they're not there to watch you. They're just there to inspire you. And to have the courage to follow their example. You might not have to spend a night in jail, but you ought to be willing to. You might not have to die, but you might have to be willing to. You might not have to lose everything materially but you ought to be willing to and ready to. Whatever your race, whatever your race, whatever your race, it's not behind you. It's in front of you. Whatever your race, whatever it is, it's in front of you. And Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. He's there at the starting gate. He's there at the finish line, and he's right there beside you. Because he's God, he can be everywhere at once. Sometimes we just need a push so he gets behind you. Sometimes he just needs to encourage you so he gets in front of you. Sometimes he just needs to make you feel like you're not running it by yourself. So now he's right there beside you. See, he's behind, up in front, beside you the whole time just because he's God. But he wants you to run your race. There's so many things we want to achieve this year, but we got to do it by faith. Wherefore, seeing as we're encompassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and run with patience, with endurance, the race that is set before us. 
looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. If you're here and you have a mind to obey God, you do so by hearing his gospel, believing his gospel, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith, being baptized into Jesus Christ. And we can baptize you today and make you, uh, help you to become a child of God. But if you're here and you're a member of the body of Christ, your race is still in front of you. Unless today's your last day, I don't know. But if you're still running your race, keep running. Whatever's stumbling blocks are in your path, just jump over them. He's still at the finish line saying, come on, Christian, you can make it. Run your race with patience. And remember this cloud of witnesses. Their trials, their tribulations can be your encouragement in the days and weeks and months to come as you run your race with patience. If you're here and you have a mind to obey God, why don't you do so right now as we together stand and sing the hymn of invitation. Oh.